has been educating and inspiring individuals, entrepreneurs, and leaders for decades. He's helped millions of people to move past the mental barriers that were holding them back from stepping into their power to become a better version of themselves and live a kick-ass life. I know this firsthand as I'm Jenny, Dan's wife. And here's your host, Dan Locke. If an important person in your life stopped texting you back, what would you do? Would you keep sending the messages, or would you give up on them and move on? In this episode, Dan uncovers one of Ryan Serhant's most memorable real estate deals, which took him five years. So, does persistence really pay off? Listen to this episode now to find out. Uh, talk to us one of your your biggest deal, yep. and then one that maybe is not big but it's the most meaningful. Yeah, so it's different in New York than anywhere else because our biggest deals are uh, are building based. Yes. So like you know, I took over an entire building full of apartments, wow. um, which I do a lot. Like that's the majority of our business last year, mm. and by the end of the year, we had closed on 101 million dollars worth of apartments. Mm. You know, but I guess that's not as much fun to talk about. No one seems to care. Um, you know, I guess individually. You know, there's a deal that I talk about in the book um, that means a lot to me that kind of answers both of your questions. Um, it was a client that I met in 2012. And he, like right when the show came out, it was somebody that I met um, or like a few months after that. And they, it was a couple from New Jersey and they really wanted a small apartment on the Upper East Side. Mm. Like their budget was 800,000 to a million, maybe a million five, mm. you know, for a place that they could have in the city when the kids get older and stuff. Right. And I showed them apartments on the Upper East Side for six months. Right. And then they were like, you know what, maybe we should see the Upper West Side. And I wasn't that, I wasn't knowledgeable on how to be a real estate agent. I was just sort of figuring it out, yes. right? And so I showed them stuff on the Upper West Side. And then they wanted downtown. And then they wanted Brooklyn. And then they disappeared. Stopped answering my phone calls, stopped answering my emails. And I didn't know what to do, but I knew that the best thing that I could do and what I can control in any relationship is my ability to follow up with people. Mm. So I followed up once a week. Fast forward five years later to the beginning of 2017. And the husband writes back to one of my emails finally that I've been sending once a week since 2012. Wow. Okay. And he writes back to me and says, Hey Ryan, sorry. It's taken me a while to get back to you. I've just been really busy for five years. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, Oh, you're alive. So like I immediately write to this whole email and then I calm down. I like take a moment. I delete my whole email. That was insane. Yes. And I say, sounds good to hear from you. Yeah. Let's talk. Get him on the phone. He's like, hey, oh, yeah, I've been getting your emails. Um, so anyway, so I got divorced. I'm like, oh, okay, crazy. Um, <laughs> and I want to find a new place, maybe Soho. My budget's like 15, 20 million dollars. I take him out the next week, show him five apartments. He picks one, closes on it three weeks later for 16 million dollars. Wow. So if I told you that story from the beginning of 2017, you'd say, oh, okay, Ryan, you're on a TV show. You do this. Of course, people are going to email you and call you and buy 16 yes. million dollar apartments. Yes. But the way the deal happened was yeah. before a million dollar listing was before anybody knew me the way they know me now. I met a couple who wanted a small apartment on the Upper East Side mm. and I worked with them for nine months and they didn't buy anything. And then I closed those people five years later. And that guy now I'm working on a deal with right now for a house in the Hamptons for $32 million. Mm. Um, so his business has grew. His business has grown and so is mine. Yeah. You know, and 
one of the reasons he stuck with me, and he knows a lot of real estate agents, they're mm -hmm. all over New York City, and what he's told me, he's like, listen, I really appreciate, because it's how he grew his business, I appreciate how you follow up. I appreciate hustle, your persistence right? and yeah, the hustle. Like I, yeah. instead of just giving my business, cause he knows what commissions are, like he's not stupid. Yeah. Instead and of he giving my business, anybody, yeah. yeah, I could give it to any real estate agent, but man oh man, are you gonna work hard for me? Mm. And to this day, I, I do. He calls me at two in the morning, I pick up the phone. You know, because I think I still have like post-traumatic stress disorder from him not picking up the phone for five years. <laughs> so it's not my big, you know, it's a big, those are big deals, but um, it means the most to me because it has defined my business. That is, that is my business. Like I, I'm in this for the long haul, mm. you know. And I'm glad you brought it up because I train a lot of closers. They might think, oh, Ryan, it's easy for you to say. You're, yeah. you're a reality TV star. Like, yeah. you know, people just come to you and they say, hey, here are the listings. That like, would be awesome. Yeah, like. Doesn't Happen, no, it, 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 it doesn't happen. You hustle even on the on the phone. Uh, I remember one of the episodes. You, there was a property. There was some problem for exactly the storyline. But you were just pounding the phone. Yeah. Right. You were in the office. Give me the phone number. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna make sure this sells. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember. I think your your assistant. Yeah. The super assistant. Yeah. Right. And you were just like, I don't care. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna email. Like. It's that, like every property. Yeah. That, like, but that's. I think if that's just the beginning of your career, yeah. that's one thing. But when you still do it today, yeah, you have to. When you still have that hustle, yeah. Right? What drives you now? What's your goal? Fear of failure. <laughs> like, like once you climb up the mountain, when you fall off, it hurts that much more. You know? So like, like what we were just talking about, and I, I'm fine with it being yeah. out there. Like yeah. you, you know, you asked me before we, you know, hit record. 2017. Yeah. yeah, you're like, what were your numbers last year? I'm like, well, there were 721 million which sounds like a lot, but it's lower than my year before. Yeah. Year before was 838, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? Start my bio, say that I did 1.5 billion in the last two years. That yes. sounds better. Yes. But like, I, I, I do own it. But it's still 700 someone million. I understand, though, listen, right? I get it. Yeah. I get it 100%. Yeah. But, I, but for me, like, I took steps back last year. The mm. market was tough. You know, we have a crazy political climate, especially in New York City. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in the economy, yeah. right? China locked up all their capital to yeah. come over. Yeah. Putin told anyone, if you bring money out of Russia, I'll kill you. Yeah. Like Brazil, Venezuela are falling apart. Like, so we had a lot of this international currency, which used to provide all the liquidity to New York City, Correct. disappear. Yeah. And so now I got to deal with just New Yorkers buying and selling to each other, mm. you know, and some other domestics, mm. but New Yorkers will negotiate the price of a bagel. So it's like trying to do one New York guy against another New York guy is like really, really hard to put together and it right. affects deal flow. And then there's a lot of inventory. So, um, but we've worked around it, right? And tried our best to diversify as much as possible. What about in terms of building your team? Because now yeah. before you're working on your own, yep. and now you have how big of a team on Team Sir? Yeah, 62, I think. Yes, yeah. what's it like, like in terms of leadership? What are some of the things you've learned in leadership? Um, I like it. I like managing. I like leading. I like staying on top of people. I like helping agents grow mm. because I still see like myself in them. And okay. the more I help them grow, the more they help me. Yeah. Right. And I like I like being able to do whatever I want to do every day. Like that's again, that's why I got into real estate instead of becoming a bartender or a waiter or getting a temp you know secretary job. Because yes. I just didn't want to have to punch in and punch out. Yes. Right. I wanted the ability to wake up and say, what am I going to do today? Now, granted, my life now is. I don't get to do whatever I want. I mean, it bounce around, but hey, I'm in Vancouver, like with Dan Locke in a $35 million Canadian dollar mansion, um, hanging out that has its own bowling alley. Like that's, I, w I couldn't do that in an alternate version of my life. 
Um, and so, you know, building the team has enabled me to be able to do a lot of these things and bring business back to them. Like anyone that I meet today mm. in Vancouver, real estate brokers, because I'm giving a speech later, you know, you, mm. anyone in this room. Connections. Between now and the next 50 years, mm. maybe somebody that I meet today will refer me business, mm. you know, in some way, shape or form, I don't know. Mm. Um, and that will pass down to my team and they're very grateful for it. Mm. And so I really like building the team. It's like, it's my main focus, honestly. What, what, how, what's your relationship with the team? Do you go out there? So you go out there and you meet with people, you bring in the relationships, yeah. and then your team would do the, uh, they would do the showing, they yeah. would do the listing, like what do they do? So I just wrote an article about it for Forbes, actually, and you, you could do a yeah. lot with Forbes, um, that I, I structure my team very much like a football team, like an American football team. Okay, okay. Right, so like I, I quarterback. Okay. So for the most part, a lot of the listings and deals we have, the majority of them, I touch first okay. right? and kind of decide what we're going to do. And then I probably have to close it, um, but probably not, depending on how we price it and all that. And then everyone else on the team has kind of defined roles. Uh, they're all real estate agents. They can do whatever they want, right? But like I know that if I'm doing a play to the Upper West Side, I've got these three wide receivers, right? Amy, Roya, Bianca. And I can go to them and I know they can close it and run it in for a touchdown. Nice. And that way, everyone on my team, all 62 of them, can be individual rock stars. So just like on an American football team, they can all make a lot of money. They can all it. be famous, they can all be amazing, they can all do great. So no one on my team is an assistant or a junior other than my assistant. Yes, assistant. Um, but even he is like more than an assistant. Um, and he reminds me of it every day. Um, and so that way the team can like really grow with me mm. and feel like they're not just on Ryan Serhant's team, that they like, they have ownership with me. Yes. And they like, without them, I can't do anything. Like I can't close these deals. I can't, yes. I'm not in Brooklyn right now showing all these apartments, yes. you know? yes. like they are and they know that. So then you're encouraging them, yeah. they are supporting you, but you're developing leaders as well. Yeah, right? and providing, listen, them. and at the end of the day, providing business. So just like on a football team, like yeah. I, I, the teamship only works if I'm helping them get their own business yes. and providing them business as well, putting them on listings that they otherwise wouldn't have been on, introducing them on relationships that they otherwise wouldn't have, mm. helping them learn that way so they can meet the biggest brokers and the biggest types of buyers and clients, and then forcing them to use that and milk that and grow their own business. Mm. And during this period of time that you're building your empire, what's the one big mistake you wish you have, would have avoided? Like the big one. Uh, oh man, um, that's a big mistake I wish I would have avoided. I don't know, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think two years ago, I grew real fast. Like we went from like, because I've been around 60 now for two years. So two years ago, we went from like 30 to 60. Mm. So like we doubled the team size in a year. Yeah. And two years ago is when I filmed Sell Like Sirhan for Bravo, the other mm. show we do on Bravo. Yeah. Um, and I started writing the book. And so all this stuff happened mm. in 2017. Right, and I had all these new people that were looking up to me, all blah, 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 blah. And then I started losing team members. Oh, how like, come? Not new ones, but like people that were really, really good who I'd worked with for years to build up on my team. Mm. Because all of a sudden, without including them, they felt like I had just made decisions for the team for my own benefit. That, oh, okay, I'm gonna bring on more people. Screw you guys. I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna take time. I'm gonna go do this other TV show. I've gotta be out of the office now every other week for an entire week for four months to make wow. that show. Yeah. And I'm gonna do this and this. And so I had good agents on my team who just said, you know what, this isn't the same team. Ryan's not including us anymore and they left. The right? culture. Yeah, I think we lost like six, like Ooh. six solid agents. Yeah. Um, 
And so I, I just went too fast at that point and kind of let it get a little bit ahead of me. Mm. So it forced me at the beginning of last year to really like slow down and understand that like every person is incredibly important and mm. treat them all, you know, very, very important. And also like put priorities first, like all this stuff, all the shows, the books is all fun, but my real estate business is number one and my team is number one and I got to put them first. That's it for today's episode of the Dan Lok Show. Head over to thedanlockshow.com and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. You are guaranteed to expand your thinking, your network, and your network. So be sure to subscribe to the show today. Dan also has a gift for you. Go to www.danlockshow.com because there are bonuses when you subscribe.